taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. What's up, everybody? It is good to be able to be with you all for another Sunday morning. Thank you so much for joining us here at the dopest church on the planet um, for this digital church experience. Hope you guys had a good week. And I hope this Sunday you being able to stream service uh, on Sunday. I hope that this gives you a, a space and an opportunity to rebalance your week, to get your feet back up under you. Um, hope you've been able to take it slow uh, this Sunday because God sanctifies rest and feels that that is just as important as the work aspect. So thank you guys for uh, for jumping in. Uh, I want to jump into a sermon today that continues the series that I started last week. And it really is focused on like a biographical uh, or personal, I should say, look at kind of why I engage aspects of stewardship the way that I engage them. And I'm hoping to take really this discipling kind of approach where one Christian encourages other Christians by like pulling back the curtain of their life to share like the why and the how behind how they do things. And I recognize that like for, for me and for a lot for a lot of you in the congregation, like we've been able to have a chance to to get to know each other, to get close. But for some of you, you don't know like the all the whys behind some of the things that I do, as well as what I would say are the whys uh, or hows behind the blessings that I enjoy in life. And so I'm hoping that through our time together, through this sermon, as well as the rest of the sermons throughout this series, that you'll get a peek behind the curtain, um, this personal look and uh, be encouraged by my story. So last week we talked about tithing and I talked about why I tithe. This week I want to talk about why I share, right? Like why I am generous with um, with what God has given me. So let's jump into a word of prayer and then we'll jump right in. Lord, thank you so much for giving us this time, time to come together. I pray in Jesus name that you will speak through me to these, your people in a way that is real and relevant to them. It's in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. All right. Let's look at, um, let's look at first Corinthians chapter nine. Uh, sorry. Second Corinthians chapter nine verses uh, six through eight. Here's what it says. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided or she has decided in their heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. That's second Corinthians nine uh, verses six through eight. That's the word of God for the people of God. So I want to talk about why I share. So I'm coming to you guys live and direct from Layla's playroom. So I'm down in the basement right now recording this sermon. And the reason that I wanted to record the sermon down here is I've been kind of throughout the uh, throughout this month just kind of thinking about different uh, since this is a very personal uh, uh, set of sermons, thinking about ways that I can be personal by um, just recording from just everyday living spaces in our house instead of like the normal studio space that I recorded from. Um, 
And so I thought it would be cool to do it down here in her playroom this week because this is the place where like she develops like her sharing habits, right? Like she has all her toys around here and all the different play setups. And sometimes she has friends over and as an only child, when she has her friends over, it is her chance to practice sharing, right? Recognizing that there is a limitation to the amount of fun that you can have playing with this stuff in the playroom by yourself, that there is a next level of fun that you can have when other people come over, but it requires sharing those things that you ordinarily would get to play with all by yourself. I want to raise a question to you this morning. Are our best sharing days behind us? What I mean by that question is, um, have we exhibited our best sharing as children? And then now in adulthood, we have begun to taper off and no longer engage in the same level of sharing, the generosity, the willingness to um, to share what we have with others. Um, have we now tapered that off in adulthood and we're no longer to do it as much as we were willing to do it as as children? I think this is an interesting question because for those of you that are parents know that it is like a very um, intentional thing that you have to do with children in teaching them to share from very early age. Teaching them to share is something you got to be intentional about because there is this natural ability uh, or this natural desire to hoard the things that are ours or the things that we think are ours and to hold on tight with them and not let other people have them, perhaps children fear that they'll never get those things back or not sure what they're exactly. I have to get my child development uh, folks in on this one, um, why they have a hard time naturally sharing. But when we give them those lessons that we're very intentional about as parents when they are kids, ultimately they start to grab hold of it and they become better at sharing. I fear that we are good as adults at teaching children to share, but not so good at reminding ourselves and keeping ourselves accountable over actually sharing as adults. I want us to think for a moment about our own generosity. Are we still people who share as adults or have we begun to buy into the scarcity mentality, believing that there is not enough and I need to hold tight what I have for fear that if I lose this, I won't have anything. I want to talk for a little bit about the reasons that I push past that very natural human inclination to not share, to hoard. Why I push past that to actually share. There's a few reasons. The first reason is because I believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. I believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. That passage that I read to you, I want to read it one more time. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. This is one of my favorite passages as it relates to sharing and generosity because it, it, it effectively uh, speaks to the ecosystem of giving. That there are 
actions and reactions that happen as a result of being gener generous. Now, in this particular passage, this is Paul's talk, Paul talking. Paul is preaching to or uh, writing to the church at Corinth. This is either his second or perhaps third letter to them because he makes some references to some other letters that are not first Corinthians. And so perhaps this is Paul's third letter to them. But at any rate, he's writing to them and he is talking specifically about this giving that he wants them um, to do. And for this giving that he wants them to do, he wants to press upon their hearts that these are like seeds and they should understand from an agricultural standpoint that seeds must be planted in order to reap harvest. And when you plant a single seed, you do not get one single thing back. You actually get multiples of that seed that you planted. There is exponential growth that happens from the seeds that are planted. And so he wants them to understand that these same principles apply when it comes to being generous, to sharing with other people. Um, now, while Paul is doing this as like a, a collection to aid other Christians who are in a struggle, I don't want you to get this like, I, I don't want you to kind of uh, let your mind be limited to thinking about this as like just merely another church offering. Th there's something bigger going on here. There is famine um, that is happening. There is deep poverty that is happening. And Paul is effectively saying there is an opportunity for us to collectively be generous to those that are falling on hard times. That are also our Christian uh, siblings in the faith. There's a chance for us who are strong to do something for those that are weak and struggling right now. So let's get our resources together and let's do it. Um, and he says to them that you need to do it based on what you've decided in your heart. It needs to not be reluctant. It needs to not be under compulsion. Effectively, people should not have to strong arm you, he's saying, in order for you to give. Um, and he goes on to say, because God loves a cheerful giver, speaking to the fact that giving is a matter of a disposition of the heart. If you are mean and stingy, but like, I'm just going to like share with this person anyway, like here, go on, take it. Um, then that is not the kind of giving that God honors. Like we don't get credit for that kind of sharing with other people, but it's the cheerful giver in the original Greek. This uh, word that is used uh, can best be translated as hilarious giver, like a laugh out loud, rolling on the floor, laughing kind of giver, like somebody that finds it like actually funny um, that they get a chance to give because like really the come up is all mine because uh, and, and the rest of the passage goes on to say it. Um, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Effectively, um, God has the ability um, um, uh, because there's a, actually a part that's earlier in the verse, I believe, as well. He talks about like God has the ability to provide for us the seed that we need in order to plant that seed. So that seed gives us a harvest that provides us even more um, so that we can be generous, but we got more than we even started out with. So it's kind of hilarious because what I'm doing is effectively making an investment that is always going to give me a return. I talked about this last week, y'all. I mess with sharing, I mess with giving because you cannot beat God giving. You just can't do it. Um, and so my 
the thing that I have learned in life is to live life with an open hand rather than a closed hand. Because with an open hand, yes, some things will come out of it. It will go to other people. It will help other people. Absolutely. But also God can get something into my open hand. And so it comes down to the question, can God trust you to be a conduit that he can send his blessings through? I give, I share because I want to be a conduit that God can trust to get blessings through me to other people. And God oftentimes gives me carrying costs um, for my troubles. And so that, that is one of the reasons that I give. I'm going to give you a couple of other scriptures um, just for sake of you having it. Luke 6 and 38 says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. That speaks back to this, this whole like how we give, the disposition of giving. Here in Luke, he's using like um, weights and measures and, and, and being out at the market kind of language, right? Um, it, it is uh, one thing, if you've ever been to like the, the apple orchard or something like that, um, you go out, they give you like a bag, you, or in some cases, they'll give you like a bushel. You go out, you pick your apples, and then you bring those apples back, and it's like everything that you can fit into that bag. Now imagine if it wasn't apples, it was something like grain. In that case of grain, if you're filling up a bag, there are different ways that you can fill up this bag. You can fill that boy up to the brim, you can shake it together, to make sure you fill up all of the gaps and the holes that might be in the bag that the grain hasn't quite filled. You can press it down, pack it down, right? That's what I do when I want to take out the garbage yet. I press it down, trying to get some more room in that bag so I don't have to take out the garbage yet and I can get some more garbage in the can, right? So it's pressed down, the Bible says, shaken together, right? You're trying to fill in all that, that dead space. And then you take... You take whatever it is, the grain, if we're talking about it in this case, pour some more in it because there's some more space that's been created and you don't just fill it up to the top, but it's to the point where it is running over. He, he says that, that that is the way, right, that God will give back to you if you give or use good measures when you give to other people. Now, what are good measures? Good measures in, in this day, People could be a little bit shady and cheat on the measurements, right? If they're trading some goods, some produce, some vegetables, whatever they, ha they happen to be trading, they could use shady measurements to try to get over on people, or they could give people a good measure, right? If you've ever been to like MacArthur's soul food restaurant on the west side or, um, or, or some uh, other soul food restaurant perhaps on the south side of Chicago, like... It's dope when they like, you know what I'm saying? Like you order your meat in two sides and you got like macaroni and cheese and greens as your side. It's dope when they give you a good, nice, big scoop of mac and cheese, not a little stingy scoop, right? Or when you in Chipotle and they, you telling them what you want, like you want them to be nice with that chicken. You want them to be nice um, with, with the salsa that they give you with the beans, right? And so you want them to give you a good measure. And he's saying in the same way, like if you give in good measure to other people, not stingy, not holding back, not pretend to be sharing, but generous, God is able to give back to you in a way that will even blow that out of the box. He says, good measure, 
pressed down, shaken together, together, running over. Will people give to you? When he says give into your bosom, it is this picture of you having to carry this stuff home. Um, and it's, it's just pressed down, shaking together and running over. And somebody has just handed the sack to you. You are going home happy because you have been done right. I share because I believe that if I do people right, God will do me right. And it comes in all kinds of ways. It, it is just how it ends up working. I do people right. And God does me right. So uh, I believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. And I believe with my whole heart that my life has been has been so much of a benefit of that. I, I don't talk a whole lot about the blessings that I receive because I just, I don't like to brag about things. And in this city, in this city right here where I leave, um, people will come get what you got. And so I tend to be low key about, about things, but let me just say, if I could call the roll, there are so many wonderful things that God has done for me, has done for my family and continues to do. And it's not just financially. It is the health in our bodies, the longevity of our parents, um, our child. Just there's so many things, the, the work that we get a chance to do, the vacations that we get a chance to take. So many wonderful things that God has done. And I believe that it is because we have sown seeds um, that have ultimately sprung up and given us a harvest. Uh, Proverbs 19 and 17 says kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord and he will repay the lender. Uh, here's that uh, part of second Corinthians that I was referencing earlier. Um, it's in verse nine, uh, chapter nine, verses 10 through 11. Um, so it's a little bit after what I had read before. It said he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of their of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. I love that part. God is the one that provides the seed to the sower and bread for food, and he's going to supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase your harvest of righteousness. Let me give you the second reason. Second reason that I share is because I believe it's a Christian duty. Y'all have heard me talk a lot about Acts chapter four and Acts chapter six. Um, it is there that we got our principles, theological principles for the cooperative economics initiative. What we see there um, are the Christians sharing their goods and possessions with each other. Uh, Acts chapter four, verse 32. It says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all, uh, in them all, that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Um, that's where we got our principles for the cooperative economics. I believe that with my whole heart, that that model that we see practiced in the early church is the model that we should continue to live with as it regard as it relates to our possessions. Man, these things are just on loan from us, from God. And if you don't believe me, mess around and pass away. And that um, they used to say, like, you've never seen a, a Brinks truck um, following a hearse. Like that's just what it is. Everything that we have, the homes we live in. Okay. How much equity you got is your equity for a limited time only, as they would say, 
Um, when we cross over from this life into eternity, we're not taking none of that stuff with us. We didn't bring anything into the world and we will take nothing out of it. And since it is on loan to us, let us be considerate of how we steward it, how we leverage those things so that they can be of help to other people. Um, and so again, I believe that it is a Christian duty and that's why I give. Uh, Hebrews 13 and 16 says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Luke 3, 10 and 11 from the uh, contemporary English version says the crowd asked John, what should we do? John told them, if you have two coats, give one to someone who doesn't have any. If you have food, share it with share it with someone else. Uh, let me share with you thirdly and finally. Um, that the reason that I share, why I share is because I believe to give to others is to give to the Lord. To give to others is to give to the Lord. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 40. It says, the king will answer whenever you did it for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed. You did it for me. Um, and so. The final reason that I give is because I believe in my whole heart, like in this particular passage of scripture, that sharing with other people is actually sharing with the Lord. I believe that with my whole heart. These might not be godly people. We might think that they don't deserve what we have to give and all of those kinds of things. But that that stuff ain't my responsibility. That is God's responsibility to manage and to meet out. Now, I'm not saying that I just go around friv frivolously um, throwing around money uh, to people that might um, um, that might not be responsible with it or whose issues are not money. There's actually other things that they need to get together in their lives in order to be right. Um, but let, let, what, what I am talking about is when there are legitimate opportunities for us to share or be generous, right? Like some of y'all, some of us have closets full of stuff and I need to do this as well. Carl and I just did it recently a few months ago, but it's probably time to do it again. There's stuff in that closet that needs to just go to Goodwill or somewhere. There are work clothes that you have and you work remote now and you never wear that stuff. I, I have, at least 15 tailor-made suits in my closet, in closets throughout the house that I used to wear or like slacks, stuff like that, tailor-made that I used to wear when I was working in education. I don't work, I haven't worked in education since 2018. Man, I need to give some of that drip away so that people that like need the clothes that are just starting out their career, here's five suits that'll have you tight um, for the next 10 years, um, take care of them, get them dry clean. They're going to last you for the next 10 years rather than them being in my closet. That that's the kind of sharing that all of us need to do. Um, I talked about this, like so many of our kids, you know, are, are getting bigger as kids do. And if you're like me and Carla, you got bins and bins full of clothes that they wore. Um, that have that are in pretty good condition and toys and things like that. Like we need to have a day at City Point where we just bring all that stuff together, exchange with one another. Right. Like Layla wears a seven now, but we've got 
twos and two T's, three T's, four T's, five T's, six T's that can be given away. And somebody right now, they're going out to Carter's to buy 3T, 4T, 5T, 6T. And I got a bunch of Carter's uh, in those sizes that you can have, right? That do me a favor because they give me space back in my in our closet. And just think like if we did that throughout the congregation, just brought all that stuff together and those that need can take what they want and, and you can give um, what you don't need anymore. And it's a, a good exchange. And then people don't have to spend money on getting new stuff or like in some cases like uh, toys and things like that, that might be in good condition that we can share with each other and even invite in people from the outside, friends and neighbors and cousins and people we know from social media, like come, come get what you want to get. You don't need money. Come get something, come give something. Or if you have nothing to give, just come get something like that. Like that is the kind of Christian stuff that just like that sends me over the moon. And we need to do that. If you down to help with that, say something in the chat, DM me or something if you down to help put that together, because that's been on my mind for a year um, that we need to do that. But that that's the kind of stuff that I that I mean, when you do that, like you are doing it for the Lord when you do that kind of stuff. And so that's that's why I share. That's why I share. And um, I believe that God's blessings, these principles of sowing and reaping don't just work for me. But I believe that my children, that my child and my child's children will still eat off of the harvest that springs up from the seeds that Carl and I are sowing. I'm indeed living off of the harvest from seeds that my mama sowed, that my grandmama sowed, that my daddy sowed, that my granddaddy sowed. My, my, I don't know how many people my granddaddy let live rent-free and those kinds of things when he was alive and had his real estate business and, um, now here's his grandson and 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 granddaughter just bought two buildings at the same time um, in 2022. I believe that those are from the seeds that he sowed a long time ago, and um, and when I get to heaven, we'll be able to talk about it. That's my piece for today, y'all. Lord, thank you so much for giving me a chance to preach. I pray that it will speak to your people in the way that you intended. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.